This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey all, got another holiday reboot for you all. This was our holiday special from 2017. The four of us got together and we each chose one wintry painting, one winter scene to discuss. It was originally released on December 22nd, 2017. And look at that, it's December 22nd today. That's crazy. So yeah, grab yourself a glass of eggnog and enjoy. Happy holidays. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Jen. I'm Natalie. I'm Ginny. And we are the Art History Babes. And we're back. And the weather outside is frightful. Actually, it's pretty delightful. (laughs) It's very windy, which I don't appreciate. It was sunny in like 70 today in the Sacramento area. It was cold last night cold being like 50 degrees and i was freezing i don't do cold it's california that's true i was out last night and it it was pretty cold yeah i mean not Corey. cold Corey's about to come in she's i see her little wheels turning right now i get it because i don't i honestly don't do well in cold here either like I, i don't do well in cold at all so like I feel you like I've been cold lately too, but it's nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I'm actually really worried about going home for Christmas because I haven't been back in years. I haven't experienced Midwest winter in like two years, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a shock. Go to, to my Costco system. and get like one of those jumbo packs of hand warmers, and we'll just send you with like all of our jackets, <laughs> and you can just wear all just of our jackets. Multiple jackets. Just put a couple of those hot pockets in your in your pocket no nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know the hand warmers are not yeah. called hot pockets those are a uh, snack i know you should I, come I, up with your own brand of hand warmers <laughs> called hot pockets but you can also eat them hot pockets pockets <laughs> i was just imagining putting like the the barbecue beef hot pockets into my, oh my, into my pockets nice. yeah probably would pizza or nothing <laughs> and then, like pizza. molten lava like cheese comes out and burns you your hands are warm <laughs> i haven't had a hot pocket in so long dude i had one like a week ago i don't think i've ever had a hot I, pocket oh that what? was my lunch staple for a, a long time i didn't want to have a hot pocket but i <laughs> I Nobody ever wants. No one to ever have wants a hot to. Pocket. I don't yeah. think that's true. I think there are some cult followings for hot pockets. <laughs> like people probably get like, into that. Yeah, probably. It was actually a lean pocket. Oh, so. there you go. Well, that's that's <laughs> big <laughs> difference. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So it's officially winter in California. Is it officially winter? Yeah, it's December. It's officially oh, winter. Yeah. So it's only recently started to feel 
a little bit colder, but um, we were just inspired to do a holiday episode. So this is our holiday episode. Holiday Yay. Magic 2017. Dang. Yeah. We're wrapping up this year. This has been a really good year um, for the podcast. It has. Yeah. We're we, very grateful. Yeah. I mean, God, it's so affirming that we have so many loyal listeners and you guys send us all of your listener email and we love reading it. So much awesome feedback from all you guys and love yeah. staying connected with you on the social meds. Yeah. Super yeah. fun. <laughs> we have some like very loyal like social media friends and listeners and you guys are great. You guys are great. We love you. Buying merch and stuff. We That's appreciate it a lot. So we cool. Do. Yeah. We do. I know it's crazy like the last um we did an episode on this theme last year and we've made it so far. Yeah, it feels like a million years ago. It really does. Yeah. We were really in the thick of things we were going we were in another insane. world like another world entirely yeah completely yeah. different life we talked about kay nielsen that was a Just, great episode that was a fun episode the best we're not going to talk about a singular artist this time but we all picked some some wintry paintings <laughs> winter themed paintings yeah to discuss with you so like old friends <laughs> Sitting oh. by the fire, like we, we are. We are. We're literally sitting by the fire. So come, come sit with us. There's a tree. We're drinking. We got all the holiday cliches here. We have. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Cookies and spiced Jack Daniels. <laughs> holiday favorites. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yep. Get cozy and warm. Pour yourself your own Jack on the Rocks, and it's pretty good. And uh, just enjoy some lovely seasonal scenes with us. Yes. Let's begin. Let us. <laughs> Just feel like we like all have our NPR, NPR voices yes. yeah. on. <laughs> I know. It's really kind of silly, it's, but it's I our, also... It's, it's our winter special, so we have we our... we just want you to feel our calm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm Julie Deppish. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also just kind of... Um, Man, you know, the world is, is crazy right now. Like, <laughs> just taking it to a super deep level. I know, Continue I am. Please. When the world is spinning out of control. <laughs> you know, things are really spinning out of control. I try not to pay attention. I really do, but it's impossible not to. Um, I'm not even going to get into it, but that's partially why we want to just look at these beautiful paintings and ignore how much uh, everything is falling apart around <laughs> us. <laughs> this yes. is our gift to you this holiday season. <laughs> a little escape into some wintry painting. Yes. Yes, Ooh. let's do it. Let's go. Let's go for a winter stroll. This so. first painting is so winter strolly. I love mm -hmm. this painting. I was really excited yeah, when you chose this one, yeah. Jenny. Same. So this is... Pieter Bregel, the Elders, Ooh. Hunters in the Snow, from nice. 1565. That's amazing. Um, so Bregel, you've probably maybe heard the name before. It's a full family of artists. Pieter Bregel the Younger um, is also a pretty famous Northern Renaissance painter. And they were South Netherlandish artists. Bruegel the Elder was a pretty prolific painter and really what was popular in Dutch paintings at the time so you have like Italian Renaissance paintings that are very religious and um, have completely different methods even though they were uh, 
kind of working at the same period. So for Northern Renaissance, you have a lot more scenes like this one, which is technically called a genre. Genre. <laughs> no, genre works. <laughs> Usually I say genre. But I decided to say genre. <laughs> <laughs> Was Bold that a choice? conscious decision? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even pick up on that. If you hadn't have, uh, like, it sounded paused. so jarring to me. Genre. Yeah, so genre. Genre. <laughs> <laughs> it's a genre. soft G. Yeah, I like the genre. genre. Oh. So it's a genre painting. And these are paintings that depict daily life. So they're not of wealthy patrons who are paying for the work. They're not of explicitly religious figures, so like the Virgin Mary, saints, and all that. A lot of times there are scenes like this one of peasants just having kind of daily life. Uh, and this became really popular during the Northern Renaissance because people wanted, they were interested in seeing peasants. And um, Pieter Bruegel the elder became really popular for that. He has another famous painting called The Wedding Dance. Yes, The Wedding Dance. And it's just like a big old scene of a of a peasant village wedding and everyone's dancing and like lifting up their skirts and like, Ooh, you know, drunk. dancing around <laughs> drunk on probably mead maybe or ale. Not sure. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> mead or ale. <laughs> Some old timey beverage. Favorite drinks. <laughs> So this work um, in particular was part of a panel of seasons broken into six panels and it was commissioned by a wealthy merchant in Antwerp. So the patron was wealthy, but he wanted to see the seasons with peasants, you know, working the land. Um, and because it was novel to him. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, that is how they do it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that oh. always the case? Let us see how the sausage is made. Carrying thatch over a bridge for the f for the hearth in her home. Ooh. How cute! How, how quaint! Cute. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a lot of times, um, or in many cases leading up to this, depictions of seasons were really popular in Northern Renaissance paintings, and more often they were pretty religious and allegorical. Uh, this is unique in that it doesn't quite play so much on the, it d doesn't really play on religion at all. And there's not kind of these symbolic undertones. It's really just a scene of daily life in a winter landscape. The painting itself, there's a lot of visual narrative going on. It's packed with a lot of detail and a lot of figures. In the foreground are some hunters and they're followed by a pack of hunting dogs. And they're kind of like, shown like trudging through the snow and they're returning from a hunt and they only have one thing creature that they killed <laughs> you know uh, as you do <laughs> on a hunt <laughs> which is it looks like a small fox and so that's just kind of showing like hunting in the winter is tough you know <laughs> the animals aren't as bountiful and it's very cold and you want more meat but all you have is a fox and to the left of that there are some peasant women who are building a fire and then it stretches out into this like very wintry village. And so there's frozen water where people are ice skating over it. And, you know, there's people like playing games on the ice and skating around. Um, there are even more figures beyond that walking across the different parts of the village. And then stretching further beyond that are some mountains. And this is kind of a combination of real observations, but also imagination, because Bruegel actually traveled to Italy, and so 
traveling there from the Netherlands, you would go through the Alps to get down to Italy. And so the Alps are not visible anywhere in the Netherlands. So it's combining what he saw like very south from where they were and just making it that much more of an enhanced, like very wintry scene, which is interesting. And it it is fairly common to do that where you're not cre- like you're not just sitting in this village and like, ha ha, I see all these people and <laughs> painting this. You're combining <laughs> um, a mixture of reality and imagination. But it comes together to make this really rich painting in terms of all the detail that's there. Like I would encourage looking, uh, Khan Academy has a video of it where they talk about it and they zoom into a lot of different aspects and you can also go in and zoom in on the painting itself because there's really a lot to unpack with just all the figures. I'm not going to talk about all of it, but the scene itself just has a lot to unpack, which is very typical of Northern Renaissance paintings and Bruegel himself. So that is Hunters in the Snow. I am for you. so blown away by all work by Bruegel, just yeah. in general, because yeah. it's so old and it looks so <laughs> new. It, it is just, so old. It's so well preserved, I want to say, I guess is the word. I just, every time I see a Bruegel, I'm just impressed. And this is such a yeah. rich painting and there's so much going on. And uh, it just makes me feel like... Mm, like I want to, nice. I want to be yeah. there. You know, I just yeah. want to step into it and enjoy a winter's day. Yeah, yeah but yeah, also it's not like, like don't. At all. It's you don't. Sorry, that's <laughs> like the no. dogs look really sad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's the interesting part because most of the other figures in the painting seem to be having an okay time. Yeah. But then the hunters and the dogs all look sort of forlorn. Mm-hmm. Maybe because yeah. they got a fox. Yeah. yeah, they're like, well, we're going to eat dry bread and drink ale for dinner yeah. again. And a little bit of fox. Yeah. Mm, yum. Fox jerky. Ooh. I don't sounds, know about that. Sounds gamey. Yeah. I think uh, it yeah. is. I wouldn't want to eat I don't a fox. Know. I don't Who's know. eating a fox? Not me. Write us if you have. I want to know. <laughs> Tell me the flavor notes. Oh God, no, poor little guys. They're so not cute. that I would eat a fox. I would never eat a fox. We have a cute neighborhood fox. What? That's actually pretty adorable. Yeah, yeah. there's some around our place too. Yeah. So backstory: both Natalie and Jenny live in fantastical <laughs> little, like, beautiful areas with all kinds of woods. So does Corey now. Oh yeah, I live in a, a fairly yeah. Yeah. Wood, wooded Cameron area. Cameron Park's beautiful. Yeah. I'm the only one. Over there. I, I live in a trailer park <laughs> next <laughs> next to the train. <laughs> literally next to the train. <laughs> Jen's place is adorable. It is super cute. It shakes. <laughs> it's got that shake. <laughs> so you know it's good. It's better than being a peasant in a shack in the Netherlands in the 16th century. Truly. Yeah, you're not hunting foxes. <laughs> I am grateful. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Francois Boucher, French painter. Did I say that? Totally yep. Wow. Thanks. I love Boucher. Boucher. You what I could see you loving Boucher. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I know that sounded really you accusatory. You look like you would love Boucher. <laughs> I just know you love Rococo. Rococo. <laughs> the the Rococo. I do. And I get all of the criticisms of it. I just don't care. I like Rococo. <laughs> I appreciate that. I like that about art is that you can 
hear everyone's criticisms and just be like, yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, great on you. It's visually very interesting that I can't deny. And it was on the heels of the Baroque, so yep. yeah, there we go. There's an interesting relationship there, mm-hmm. yeah. and I love the balance of li- extreme lightness and extreme darkness. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think that the reason why Rococo is so just fun is because it's not trying to be something that it's not. No. Yeah, it's, it's like not. this is all about decadence mm-hmm. and decadence, fancy parties and luscious dresses and luscious women and just everything about it just screams decadence and it's not making any apologies. It's like the roaring twenties of the yeah. Art. yeah. Wow. That actually is a great comparison because I yeah. love the twenties too. Yeah. That makes sense. That is just so good. Sugary. I really still want to read that that book by Gauvin. He oh, he yeah. wrote a oh, like Lord. book about like yeah. spirituality in Rococo. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, Oh, that's like so your jam. I know. Yeah. I'm like, God. I don't know what that's gonna entail, but I really want to read it. I can't it. believe He's, you haven't read that. I know. Yeah. I need to I need to He's buy a it very immediately. Good writer too. He's um the best, apparently. Gauvin <laughs> Bailey is a Canadian art historian for everyone who's listening who doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> we're just like go on <laughs> oh you know go on i feel like we've actually talked about him we quite a bit we've though, a few so. times <laughs> we probably have. so our regular listeners are probably like oh yeah go on <laughs> man he should pay us we're always like just you know. yeah this is not him. sponsored <laughs> yeah all right so boucher um, so he painted this series of four paintings of the four seasons um depicting the four yearly seasons and the winter one is going to be the subject of this evening it was painted in 1755 it's very decadent (laughs) yes so to start it's kind of an interesting shaped painting and that is because it's believed to have been an overdoor which is a painting that's hung above a door or it can be like a carved like a relief yeah like a base relief thank Mm -hmm. you yep Mm. like a carved base relief and it was painted for Madame de Pompidou, who was Louis XV's main mistress. Dang. The Mini number queens. one. Yep. And she had multiple homes. So this is believed to have been, the four paintings were believed to have been overdoors for one of her homes. They're not sure which one. But they are quite rococo. There is a woman seated in a sledge. That's what it's called. Sledge? I looked it up because I thought it was a misprint of sled. It's called a sledge. Is it a sleigh? Oh, sled? It's not a sleigh. It's sleigh, but it's spelled sledge. Sledge? Or I guess sleighs are usually horse-drawn. I, are they not? Yeah, and I straight up looked it up, the definition of a sledge, because I was like, that can't be right. And it's like a seated vehicle that you push someone around in the snow. Well, delightful. So she is seated in a green and gold sledge. With a gold swan at the forefront. I was just looking at that. Yeah, which is, you know, very kind of cut and dry symbolism, like grace, beauty, Mm -hmm. elegance. And she is wearing a silk gown that is fur-lined, but very weather inappropriate <laughs> yeah it's showing yeah. a lot of decolletage yes. yeah decolletage is out there to yeah the oh, she is. would not be wearing that i love her little fur necklace that's <laughs> cute <laughs> like a little fur choker <laughs> yeah it's kind of like 21st century oh man that's let's bring that fur, back fur choker yeah, right? i'm sure someone fur out there chokers. is wearing the fur choker she's looking very <laughs> coy and she's got her hands in her little muff that's what it's called right yeah, yeah. 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 
Um, <laughs> and she's being pushed by a man who's in like a pseudo Russian outfit. Yeah, he looks so scary. <laughs> yeah. My first instinct, actually, when I saw this painting, when I like my first glance, I was thinking like, like Beauty and the Beast. Like he has like ah. a beastly feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, girl, I'm about to take you for a ride. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> I mean, he's taking her for a ride on the sledge. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you guys are dirty. <laughs> They're bad. Um, so his attire is supposed to represent this 18th century fascination with Russia, which I wasn't super aware of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, when when haven't we been fascinated by Russia? Oh, my God. That is so true. <laughs> Not in my lifetime. Yeah. So Boucher is supposed to be very good at these landscapes. And you can see it's not a heavily landscape based painting. So in terms of painting depictions of the seasons or allegories of the season, Boucher really diverts from the traditional way of painting seasons, which is to show peasants and laborers. And he decides to throw a Rococo twist on it and do this kind of lavish, pleasure-filled scene that's just all about decadence and luxury and not a sight of labor to be seen. And this is the most famous of the Four Seasons painting because of that aspect. I mean, it's all about this lounging woman and her coy little look and for the pleasure of Madame de Pompidou. Do you think that's her in the painting? I thought about that, but there's nothing that says that it is. So I'm guessing that it's not. This is such a... Louis the... (laughs) Uh, Louis the Fifth. <laughs> right. As a as a Russian as a Santa Russian. Claus. <laughs> it's more like an elf. <laughs> yeah. He's, like an old timey Russian elf. Yeah, yes. he's kinda terrifying, but she is coy and that's such a Rococo um motif. The mm-hmm. like coy side glance woman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like, Oh hello. Rosy cheeks. He's got a very intense look in his eyes that I don't trust one bit. But <laughs> Yeah, the longer I look at this painting, the more I'm like, mm, get out of here, dude. What are you doing? You get out of here. You get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the Rococo. I feel like there are maybe many kind of holiday-themed yeah. Yeah. Rococo works. It just seems it like lends. It, would, yeah. it, it would suit the Rococo. I agree. Definitely. So that is Francois Boucher. I love it. Four Seasons Winter. Nice. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh my God, this one's crazy. Yeah, it's this beautiful. One's, this is beautiful. This one's we're gonna we're gonna get a little dark with this one. <laughs> um, I love it. So for something a little different, um, my boy Casper David Friedrich. Oh, I love him. I just love him so much. Winter Landscape, circa 1811. This is actually a painting that I wasn't super familiar with. I almost did another one of his paintings that it was actually on that list 
that mm-hmm. you sent us of winter paintings. I can't remember the name of it, but it's just oh, like the, the ice sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's, it's a great painting, but I was like, oh, I'm going to search a little deeper. And I found this winter landscape and and it's beautiful. There is a very like dark Christmas vibe, like a Christmas goth aesthetic <laughs> going on, which I, I posted this thing on our Facebook the other day. Like, um, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So like <laughs> I am in no way a supporter of Melania Trump, <laughs> but she has been killing <laughs> the like Christmas goth aesthetic at the white house. Like, did you, did you see SNL when they like kind of made fun of that in the I open? I might've missed it. Yeah. It's like where the woman that plays Melania Trump was like, you know, my, downstairs, all the dead branches. <laughs> it's pretty it's so funny. Great. But yeah, like it's just like this super gothic like take on Christmas and it's all over the White House and I kind of love it. But I get a very similar vibe from this this painting, um, like a dark Christmas. There is a castle rising through a purple haze in the background. And in the haze. Okay. Nice. In the foreground, a crucifix is erected among a group of evergreen trees, and the whole painting has a very um, like fairy tale but spooky vibe. Like with the castle, it's very Disney, but there's something creepy going Sinister. on. I don't know about Disney. It looks scary. It looks like there's a a, a warlock lives in there. <laughs> Well, there are there are <laughs> scary things that live in castles yeah. in Disney. No, that is, that's a lot true. Of scary yeah. That's true. Live in I was castles. thinking of like an enchanted castle. Yeah, yeah. A warlock. War- <laughs> <laughs> so there, so there is a um, warlock dwelling in the background. <laughs> so it, it's a it's a pleasant scene, a little spooky, but it kind of gets pretty dark once you look a little closer. Um, there is a young boy that is leaning against a rock that is praying in front of the crucifix. And if you look in the mounds of snow, there's kind of like rolling hills of snow. You see two crutches laying among the rolling hills of snow. This has basically been read as like this little boy's about to die. What? So Whoa. he's making amends. He's, uh, you know what could he getting, have done getting ready to meet his maker i think he's just ailed yes yeah, that's yeah. the crutches symbolize so he's oh, so yeah. i kind of yeah i kind of got like a pre a pre charles dickens tiny tim yeah it's very tiny tim but before tiny tim was a thing I wonder if Dickens was inspired by this painting. That'd be cool. See, when I when when I saw this painting, I thought that there was like a miracle like about to happen, you know? Like he was walking towards the crucifix and suddenly didn't need his crutches anymore, but upon closer inspection, he's definitely laid out yeah. against that rock and it is probably freezing cold out there. So it does look like he is going to succumb to the elements. This is such a dark painting. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I like that reading of it. It's a, 
very optimistic way to look at it, but he's definitely like leaning up yeah, against the rock. I'm normally never optimistic, so that's <laughs> just ridiculous that I would think that. But I mean, if his ailment doesn't get him that warlock and the castle's going to get him. I'm so. saying that is a menacing castle. Yeah. I wonder if that's based on a real castle. So I don't know if it's based on a real place, but I also read that it's actually supposed to be a cathedral. Oh, of some sort. it looks a little more. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Damn, no warlock. <laughs> I mean, there could still be one. It's still possible. But Warlock priest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is that like a priest of like Wicca then? If it's uh, a warlock, whoa. maybe it's a conflicted man who yeah. is drawn to Wicca as well as Catholicism. Blaspheme. Hey, they're they're m- more similar than you would think. <laughs> Truly. This this painting has uh, been referred to as a seasonal ghost story, Mm -hmm. which I love. I I like I love all of that. The only thing I love more than Christmas is Halloween. So like if you can (laughs) combine them together, all about it. But yeah, it's, it's a typical romantic painting in the sense that there is a lot of just emotion and um he uses that stereotypical like haziness of romanticism one of my favorite things about friedrich though and and it's it's seen in this painting is you have this fusion of god and nature going on Mm -hmm. um he he paints a lot of landscapes his most well-known paintings involve standing in nature like standing in awe of nature essentially worshiping nature like god yeah but yet casper david friedrich was also christian so there's a, a clear fu- fusion of spirituality and nature for him yeah and it comes through in like every single one of his paintings and this one is definitely no exception there are actually two versions of this painting it is debated whether the second version that is housed in the National Gallery in London is a copy by Friedrich or if it was made by one of his pupils. Mm. Uh, the original is at the, I don't know, German Museum for Kunst und Kulturgeschichte. <laughs> yeah. Kulturgeschichte. Geschichte is history, so mm-hmm. cultural history. Okay. Nice. That makes sense. I mean, I, <laughs> nice. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, only one version of the painting was recorded as having existed in 19th century documents. Mm. So for art history nerds, it's kind of one of those like, oh, is there, mm-hmm. who is it? Who made it? Who did it? I oh. don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, that's been kind of the hot topic of the art world as of late with this whole Oh yeah, Salvador. Ah, uh, fucking Salvador. Salvador. We just don't know. Was it Leonardo <laughs> or not? I'm gonna say not. Yeah. <laughs> Handful of people are like, yes, yes, I want Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna get into <laughs> that, but I'm just saying. I know, right? Not, not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, it's a uh, enchanting little little winter scene, especially if you if you dig kind of the dark winter vibe. Ooh. Check mm. this painting out for sure. It's definitely enchanting in the sense that I am spooked. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> spooked. Um, <laughs> I am spooked. We went in sort of a chronological order tonight. Did we really? I think we did. Yeah, oh, we started damn. off with oh, Northern wow. Renaissance. Wasn't even intentional. We yeah. went into the Rococo. We're at Romanticism with our boy CDF. <laughs> <laughs> um 
And now we're going to move into Impressionism. And I just love Monet. And Monet was kind of like a master of painting snow. He scandalized um, some of the art world uh, when he exhibited a pastoral sort of scene called the magpie in 1868 actually not the painting that i'm going to talk about but briefly i just want to mention that monet has been regarded as sort of like this master of the winter scene and he painted more than 100 landscapes of winter snow um really yeah um he painted a lot (laughs) so what makes the magpie special and how it relates to this other painting is that Monet was always so interested in light. And as we know in the winter or, well, I know this. I don't know if everyone, (laughs) well, I know that I'm just saying that the sun (laughs) is not where it normally is during the summer. (laughs) The sun is somewhere else. So light is different. (laughs) That's that's it. Science lessons by like the most basic science lesson light is different the sun is somewhere else (laughs) it's not where it is in the spring it's not where it is in the summer that's why we have seasons a i just explained it um um, so monet is interested in light and how light changes throughout different times of the day different times of the year and so monet loves to paint snow because snow has a particular way of reflecting light so that it creates some very interesting shadows and so many of his snowy paintings winter scene paintings are infused with all kinds of different colors pinks yellows um, especially blues for the shadows which was something that had not been done shadows were usually in black and Mm -hmm. so this was blue and so that just blew everyone's mind yeah blue get it Uh (laughs) so but the painting that i actually want to discuss is it's a it's a much more subdued work than the magpie it is called snow at ardigan I don't know if I'm saying that right. I always have to preface. Like when I say something in French, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. (laughs) So just bear with me, guys. But Monet lived in this town called Argentuil. Twill? Twill? Argentuil? Ah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Monet lived there for a couple of years. It was a very beautiful little town where... um, a lot of Parisians would go there for little day trips. And it was this quaint little town um, northwest of Paris on the Seine. And so in the 1870s, he lived there for a long time, most of the 1870s. In 1874, the winter of 1874 was very snowy. And so Monet painted at least 18 scenes of the town during this time. So there's many different versions that are called Snow at Argentuil. And the reason why I picked this one is because of the falling snow. So this is something that you don't normally see in uh, these winter landscape paintings. Actual snowflakes falling on the scene. This painting is so interesting to me because A, the falling snow, but also it's like a very strange time of the day. I would say it's around 4 p.m. and the sun goes away very early 
in the winter and so it looks like that moment before it gets dark the sky is very gray but also upon closer inspection it is not gray there's blues there's purples pinks so lots of different colors you can see the very visible brush strokes in the sky he captures a scene of the city sort of far away and there are people walking you can see that they are shielding themselves from the snow and I love the snowfall in progress because this gives us a glimpse of how many impressionist artists were just so fascinated with these Japanese Yukioe prints mm-hmm. so yeah. that's there are many scenes of snowfall in Japanese prints and so the impressionists were seeing these prints we know that Van Gogh was looking at them we know that Gauguin was looking at them and surely Monet was looking at them too so I really love that I think that the snowfall makes this a very special Monet it currently is living in the MFA in Boston so if you're in Boston go take a look at it yeah it's just it's really beautiful and serene and I just feel like cold and I want to drink a hot chocolate when I Mm. look at it yeah snow scene at Argan if you like Monet look that up and you'll find at least 18 different paintings (laughs) with the same title Um, he lived there and he loved that town and so with that we are wrapping it up we are wrapping it up like a gift for you oh that's sweet i hope that everyone has a amazing and lovely holiday season whether or not you celebrate whatever christmas hanukkah kwanzaa i know there's probably other holidays that i can't remember saturnalia oh when's boxing day uh (laughs) no i actually know i just saw it on a calendar i think it's in january okay cool for no, Canadian <laughs> listeners. Yeah, I was doing some holiday stuff and I actually saw that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do on Boxing Day? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to go on a tangent. I'm just like, what is that? Do you put stuff in boxes? I don't know. Yeah. Who's to say? If anyone Who's knows what Boxing Day is, let us know. Email us <laughs> at arthistorybabes.com. <laughs> we have some Canadian listeners, I think. Yeah. They'll tell us. They'll arthistorybabes at <laughs> gmail.com. Sorry. Left that little tidbit out that part (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah i hope everyone has the coziest of winter holidays if you want to see what the art history babes are up to over our winter breaks follow us on instagram we'll be keeping that story hot yeah we We are going to be probably not taking a real break god you know we're not in school anymore and we don't get winter break anymore that makes me sad. <laughs> Every day is the same. <laughs> oh, man. Except recording days. This has been recording a very special day. And look forward to awesome things from us in 2018. Everyone have a safe and happy new year. Do not drink and drive. Take a lift. Don't do that. Do- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love you. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> oh, man. And we, with that, we bid you adieu. Goodbye. 
Have a good time. Just yeah. put a couple of those hot pockets in your in your pockets. Nope. <laughs> Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.